Hello and welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the quarantine editions. Very excited to have on the show with me today Tom Smouse from Music in Minnesota and Tim Dooley from Tim is a Rocker. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Right, guys, I'm really excited to have both of you uh, in the quote-unquote virtual studio today. Um, I am, uh, as both of you know, going to be the lucky recipient of a private one-on-one -on -one concert uh, with Tim and the boys from Tim is a Rocker. And uh, Tom, I would love to get a little bit of a background from you on the, the series concept. Can you talk a little bit about what, uh, what I'm in store for? Well, I mean, uh, our team has seen the, the, the dramatic decrease of, of live music uh, this year. And um, as we got through the summer and, and kind of saw some, some outlets for people being able to get out and see live music, we, we knew that winter was going to be one of those seasons where we're, we're, we're not going to have those same type of opportunities for bands. So um, our team really wanted to, to come up with a concept that we can provide and, and you know, uh, rekindle a little bit of the live music spirit in a small way, but um, be able to tell stories uh, through, through each of the, the, the artists involved and through each of the uh, um, lucky fans that won to really talk about what live music means um, just because it is, it is going to be a tough winter without being able to go out and, and see any of that. So uh, we wanted to come up with a, a series uh, um, to give that to uh, some, some people to be able to, to really stress the importance of these venues that are still closed and stress the uh, importance of what it means to be able to visually see a band perform in front of you. How did, how did you recruit the bands in the venues initially? Well, a lot of the venues uh, I had worked with um, and our team had worked with uh, for a value, our venues fundraiser that we did back in July. So we ended up raising, uh, I think, $26,000 that was split between eight different music venues in the Twin Cities. So a lot of these venues we had had a previous relationship with. Um, and then a lot of the artists, and, and Tim was uh, actually one of them, came and uh, did some photo shoots in front of these venues to be able to help raise some awareness and raise some money as well. So we just wanted to combine uh, a, a lot of artists that, um, you know, are, are really willing to step up and, and, and help our music uh, community. And then we, we really wanted to show off uh, some of these venues that we have that are, are sitting open and, and empty and that are just waiting to get back to hosting live music. How many events do you have planned altogether? We have 12, uh, 12 artists um, and 11 different venues. So it's, it's everything from uh, as eclectic to performing at the Electric Fetus, uh, you know, uh, uh, in between all the records, <laughs> to uh, the Parkway Theater, um, to uh, the Hook and Ladder, which is right down by the thir uh, prior 3rd th uh, Precinct, to the Ice House, the Uptown VFW, um, and then we have a, a new venue that we're trying to spotlight as well called the House of Pain that will be opening up in St. Paul. So uh, we're, we're excited to get into there and kind of show off potentially a small taste of what 2021 is going to bring in terms of a new music venue. So the House of Pain, is that P-A-Y-N-E? <laughs> House of Pain, P-A-Y-N-E. It's an old uh, funeral parlor. Uh, that is being turned into uh, uh, like a, a blues, I think, is what they're going to be focusing on uh, music. So, yeah. That sounds spectacular. <laughs> yeah. 
And and I'm really curious, you know, I can't wait to to be in the Parkway Theater, which is where Tim is going to be performing. Um, I'm I'm kind of curious to know what to expect. I mean, what uh, what's going to happen uh, on the 18th when my wife and I show up for the show? <laughs> it's going to be very low key. It's 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 uh, you don't have to wait in line. There's not going to be 400 people that you have to, <laughs> you know, kind of uh, uh, maneuver through. So. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, a very lo- low-key evening. There'll be uh, a, a sound guy there. Um, our videographer will be there. There'll be a photographer. And then Tim and his group will be there. Um, and just, you know, all the empty seats that, that you want to sit in. You know, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> we, we really wanted to kind of keep it uh, simple and intimate and this one-on-one uh, experience and, and not really turn it into a live stream, but to really make sure that there's this, there's this uh, kind of bubble of just what's happening between the, the fans and the uh, artist. Um, I, I can't wait to see the show in particular because it's taken place at the Parkway Theater, uh, which is my neighborhood theater, and, and they've just been an institution in the, in the area for the last several years. Uh, and so we're very excited uh, to have something like this going on and help promote uh, the theater in particular. Um, you talked a little bit about the promotional campaigns that you're planning for the shows. Can you tell us a little bit more in detail about what uh, what's going to be put together for those campaigns? Yeah, so post post the uh, show, we're going to be recording one song uh, from that, that evening that will be uh, edited and released as an exclusive video. So Music in Minnesota, uh, as we capture these, we'll be uh, putting together uh, an article on our website that will be spotlighting the lucky fan and kind of their story on leading up to the show. Um, and then the article itself will have photos from that evening and then that exclusive uh, video in there. So we haven't really come up with a, an order or official release date. Obviously, there's, there's government mandates in place that we're kind of working around on, on how we're able to get into to some of these venues. So um, we're hoping for you know, uh, mid to late January for the first release, uh, for the first article. And then um, with 12 of them, it'll be going once a week for uh, uh, two, three months. So Jesus just enough to kind of get us through when all the snow is going to be around. <laughs> that sounds perfect. We can bide our time until we can actually see shows outside again. Absolutely. Uh, what uh, are you doing? Anything with the individual venues uh, to for people to support those uh, venues directly? Is there are there ways that the community can get involved um, and help them out? You know, I think the 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 package that was the stimulus package that was just passed is obviously very helpful for a, a lot of these places. Um, although you know, it's probably going to be weeks or months before they actually start to see that money trickle down to them. So, um, you know, what we're going to be doing in our article is, is obviously linking to that venue um, and uh, uh, sharing a few opportunities of ways to support each of them. Um, the, the Parkway in particular does a really good job of, of doing some movie nights. So you can buy tickets from their website and watch these, uh, you know, independent kind of harder to find films, uh, which is a great way to give back to them uh, directly. But all the other places, you know, I, I think venues have done a really good job of, of putting out opportunities uh, to support them directly, whether it's through gift cards, uh, merchandise, or even just, you know, donating money directly through them or to them through their their websites. So, well, we'll definitely share the links to the Music in Minnesota page and uh, and get people a chance to see all of the promotional materials that are coming up. And uh, are there other ways that we can connect folks to what you're doing? 
beyond the, well, the our, website? Yeah, our website is uh, www.musicinminnesota.com. It's really, uh, you know, kind of our resource. It's a, it's a nonprofit uh, team um, where we, we want to, you know, provide a, a hodgepodge of content um, from interviews to bands to discussing new releases in terms of uh, uh, new local music. And then in the past, obviously, we cover a lot of national uh, acts. And, uh, you know, our, our goal is to try and uh, help people discover uh, fresh local artists. And I think, you know, it's been, it's been tough when the, our local artists aren't, be, aren't able to get out there and, and, and showcase themselves. So, um, you know, uh, music in Minnesota has, has been a really nice vehicle for uh, a lot of uh, writers and uh, photographers and music lovers um, in our community that are just looking for an opportunity to strengthen their craft. So, um, you know, all the information will be on there. And, and like I said, as we, as we get rolling with these, you'll see our stuff on uh, Facebook. You can find us on Instagram and uh, Twitter as well. So, Great. We'll make sure to incorporate those uh, those links into the the show uh, here as well. And uh, Tim, that seems like a good opportunity for us to to shift gears and talk a little bit about the band. Uh, can you give us kind of the backstory on Tim as a rocker? Yeah, uh, sure. So, um, I mean, a, a long story short, I have always been a a singer, and I have always had an inkling for for the rock genre. Um, especially since I was a little boy growing up in Georgia. Um, I had, I had rock bands, um, in, in middle school and high school. And, um, I remember when I was kicked out of a band that I actually started in high school, it kind of made me really want to kind of perform solo and, and be an independent artist and, and not, you know, necessarily work with anybody in an area that, that didn't really see the same vision that I saw. So I, I, I started performing under the stage name Tim is a rocker. And then, um, and then when I moved to Minnesota, I wasn't going to, you know, continue that, that childhood dream of, of stardom and celebrity, like, you know, how most kids have. And um, I, I moved to Minnesota to become the songwriter for the stars, if you will. But um, I went to McNally Smith College of Music and a teacher of mine named Joe Horton, he's from Mixed Blood Majority, he kind of encouraged me to, you know, get back on stage. He was a songwriting teacher of mine, and he saw the kind of things that I was writing. He saw the way I would, you know, perform them for him in class and in, in private lessons and everything. And so um, I just kind of, you know, took his advice and... I started performing again under the, you know, name Tim is a rocker, but this time I had different members here in Minnesota that went to McNally Smith College of Music with me, um, and we did a, a couple of covers here and there at open mics and stuff, and after a few alterations of, of members, um, I have the band that I have now, Tim is a rocker, um, I've gone through four different guitar players, three different bass players, and five drummers. But the core group that we have now of me, Matt, Zach, and Dylan, my band, uh, we've been together for about three, going on four years now. And, and you describe your sound as pop that's punk, but not pop punk. And uh, I think I understand what that means, but uh, maybe you can lay that out for me. Like, what does that mean to you? 
from a song structure and from a sound point of view, there's pop music as a genre, and there's punk music as a genre, and then there's pop punk as a genre. While we are definitely pop music because our sound is, you know, radio friendly and 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 marketable to a wide demographic of people, it's still punk due to the elements of the music and the message and the lyrics that you know is our sound. However. It's not really pop punk as a genre. We don't necessarily think that we fit in the pop punk genre. That's a whole different ball game. Whereas we're pop and we're punk, but we're definitely not pop punk. I hear a bunch of different influences in your music. You know, there's the heavier, heavier sounds that you have coming from that punk side, and you yeah. know, even even some some metal sorts of sounds from yeah. some of the solos and so on. Um, oh, yeah. But then you've also got I hear some ska rhythms. Uh, in there. What kinds of bands do you draw from in terms of uh, influences? Well, that's funny you ask because um, all four of us, especially in the band that we have now and why I'm very excited for this new record that we're going to be releasing next year, um, we all draw inspiration from all over the place where I come from a background of, you know, religious church music and and soul whereas the boys come from a a prog metal background um some come from a classic rock background a lot of you know influence in the other bands that they play with especially us being being mcnally smith alumni we all kind of uh had to go through the ringer of all these different genres and all these different influences and we found a sound that's totally unique so it's not necessarily just from one place but from every place is there something you'd say is is like a signature for tim as a rocker definitely our live performance um that's where we shine um we're all performers and and as the front man i really make sure that every eye is on the stage i like to be as visually appealing to people as possible in what i wear and how i look and how i sound and how i talk so i really try to dazzle as much as i i possibly can and i really think that the music is 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 really amazing so if i have the audience's eyes i also have their ears so i think that's where our signature come from I'd, I'd love to give people a taste of your music who haven't he- haven't heard uh, you play, and and one of the songs that that I like a lot is Irresponsible Kids. Uh, so I want to give them a chance to listen to that. But before we do, uh, can you tee that up for people? Oh, totally. So um, Irresponsible Kids is from our last album, Natural Disaster. Um, it is, uh, you know, very tongue in cheek, and. I guess political, you can interpret it however you like to, but it's, it's not meant to be taken seriously. Like that whole entire album is super tongue-in-cheek, um, and uh, it's a, it's, it is a definitely a parody of, of politics. So I really hope um, you all enjoy it. And this is Tim is a Rocker with Irresponsible Kids. Generation 
fight back Your first thing your last when you attack Everybody here have each other's back So let's start the party Feeling stupid Thanks for sharing that song with us. I think it, it really does encapsulate the whole uh, vibe of that uh, Natural Disasters record uh, from 2017. I know you're working on a new record. Uh, 2020 has been a really tough year for everybody. Um, it's disrupted a lot of things, including the new album. Um, and I just wanted to maybe have you get a sense, or give me a sense of what the, what the year's been like for you. Well, um, in the beginning of the year before... Uh, we all knew what the year was going to look like. It was it was very much in the beginning of of I I want to say late December, early January, early February. We were all like very excited for what we've all been working on for the longest time. We've been writing this album for about two years, um, and we've we've worked so hard to make it as perfect as possible. So that's why we waited to, you know, get into the studio. We have had a history of, you know, spending a lot of money on a record. And although we enjoy those records, our, our, our past two records, Natural Disaster and Polish Punk, we definitely knew that with this new dynamic of members that we have, or should I say the current dynamic of members that we have, we want to make sure this next album encapsulates all the hard work that we do, and, and we want to make sure that this album is the album. We want to, you know, have 2020 be our year, so we did a lot of work. We, you know, built up a lot of opportunities for ourselves. We had so many things lined up for the year of 2020. So when, you know, March came around, it was extremely devastating, especially for me, because we were in the process of recording, and, you know, we all... We all took turns to record, and um, it all started with, you know, with drums and bass, and then we had um, the guitar record, and then when it was my turn to, you know, finish everything up, I was the one that had to kind of, like, pause and stop for a very long time. I, I remember 
recording all of my vocals for about eight out of the eleven songs, and I had to I had to kind of be put on pause for a while. And um, you know, it's been enough time, and we have been able to you know survive during this entire you know year, which allows us to uh, record again. I have been back into the studio. And I've been working with this amazing um, producer from from Tonal Music, um, and I have been able to continue recording the vocals, which is you know the last step in this record. And then comes you know the other instruments like uh, you know the strings and the horns and all that. Uh, and then we got to the you know mixing and mastering stage, and that's not until you know I'm done recording my vocals. But we have done as much as we can that we can afford right now with the cost of, you know, recording a record. It has been very, very tough to record this, especially because there's no shows and um, there's no income from, you know, the band anymore. So we exasperated all of our budget while we were performing, hoping that we were going to be able to continue performing, but that's not what 2020 allowed us to do. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a sense of when you might be able to get the record finished and, and put out into the world? Well, we definitely want to have it um, be ready for for you know 2021. We're hoping that um, with this new vaccine, with you know everything looking hopeful, as much as it can look hopeful. We are hoping that this is going to be our year again, just like how we thought 2020 you know, was going to be our year. So we hope by the summer of next year we have something to release. But, you know, we're not going to hold it against anybody if it doesn't because, you know, the you, anything that this pandemic has taught us is that anything can happen and you just kind of have to roll with the punches. So I'm not really going to put that much pressure on us because we definitely want to make sure that this record is as perfect as possible. We put a lot of work into it and then to have it be stopped to, you know, pick things back up and to get that, you know, drive again and to get that, you know, uh, what's the, I'm, I'm thinking of a word. There's like a momentum, momentum or, yeah, like we were all, you know, gung ho in the beginning. And then when we had to stop, there was, mm-hmm. you know, a bit of like, can we build the confidence up again to, you know, are we in over our head right now? Like what's going on with, you know, how we are mentally. But I think uh, by the summer of 2021, we will be where we want to be and the world will be back where it should be. And uh, we can get back on track. Yeah. What, uh, how how do the songs relate or compare to the first two records? Well, that's funny you asked because the first two records, they, you know, as, as serious as we are as musicians, um, the songs are, you know, not really meant to be taken super seriously. Um, we're very much a, a party rock band, so we, you know, have songs about space, and we have songs about, you know, uh, having one-night stands, you know, not anything super, you know, serious, and not anything that, you know, you can't come to a venue and 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 forget about your day and just kind of laugh and have fun with your friends and all that stuff. But with this new record, um, and we're calling it Up Next, um, 
we kind of get a little bit more serious and a little bit more personal and we, you know, have songs about us as a dynamic, us as a band, us as friends, um, the relationships that we share, the relationships that we have with God, the relationships that we have with our friends of friends of friends, how we are um, when we're not working with each other. So this album is a little bit more on the on the personal side. It's still fun. It is still, you know, super rock, super groovy, but we do get a little bit more personal, and I'm very excited to release that to the world because we normally don't get personal with our music. We don't, you know, like to let the door open in that much because we like to be mysterious and we like to, you know, be like, ooh, I wonder who this band is, and I really like them, but I don't know much about them, and now people are going to get the opportunity to know us a little bit more personally. That's that's going to be really fun, uh, and, and I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing those those deeper uh, deeper lyrical themes. That that sounds really exciting. Um, you got you gave people a chance to to get to know you a little bit uh, during the quarantine with some some videos. Um, some of them were really fun. A couple of covers and uh, and and some of your originals. And I'm curious to know how how those came together and what it was like to to record those. Well, that. That kind of just goes in the hand as to what 2020 has been for us because um, originally we were supposed to um, perform for for Twin Cities Pride like we have done for the past four years, except this year we were um, in a competition, a battle of the bands, so that we could get the main stage of of Twin Cities Pride, and not that we're not grateful, but we have always been on the second largest stage, the Powers of the People stage, which is normally reserved for, you know, people of color and indigenous people in music, and not that there's anything wrong with that, we just have never necessarily fit that well on that stage, because mm-hmm. we are a rock band, we were um, in a position where, where we would be able to, you know, possibly be on the main stage of Twin Cities Pride, and that would have been one of the, you know, best things that could have happened to us, especially with an album that we expected to have released by Pride. So, you know, we were all gung-ho to do that, and then the virus hit, so then, you know, Twin Cities Pride, they kind of had to re, you know, structure the entire festival, and it turned into a, you know, virtual festival. So um, originally, two of those videos were only supposed to be for Twin Cities Pride, and then things got pushed around again, and we, you know, said, screw it, let's, you know, record four of them, release all four on our own, and we released those videos to the public, and they've been received really, really well, and um, it's weird though because we have never had to do that before. We've always worked super well together. We all work super, super closely and we vibe off of each other's energies. So to be separate recording video and re recording audio and trying to put it all together in a music video style, um, it it was weird but it was also super satisfying because it kind of gave us our, you know, our our mojo back we we definitely were 
we were definitely devastated that we couldn't perform for God knows how long. But as soon as this opportunity came along, it was kind of like, let's figure out how to do it. And now we see a bunch of other people also have this on a regular basis. And us as musicians, we've kind of like had to learn how to navigate without venues right now. And mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a learning curve and it's definitely a lot of work and I miss getting used so much, which is why I'm <laughs> super, super, super excited for this one-on-one -on -one concert we have coming up. Uh, yeah, and one of the things you had for a, a long while is the, your residency at Sawati. Um, yeah. And is, is there any chance that that show uh, will come back, that that residency will, will return? You know, fingers crossed on that because the thing about Sawat D in St. Paul is that um, I was in college when I got that gig. Um, it was me and my former guitar player. Um, we knew that uh, this restaurant wanted to, you know, have music on certain days of the week for, for a certain amount of time. And a former classmate of mine who also worked there as like a host and everything he he's the one that told us about it and we've been going strong with Sawadi for so many years and they have been so lenient with us because we were some dumb idiot college kids who <laughs> you know this is an opportunity that that like people would you know really really try to get and not that we didn't deserve it, but we definitely got very lucky, especially having this gig for years and years. And we've, you know, started to build a relationship with them and, and they trust us so much to, you know, give us more than just one day a week sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's been incredible working with them. But, you know, with this virus and with this pandemic, we haven't been able to, you know, even see them at all. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm not sure what the future holds, but whatever the case may be, if Sawadee will still have us, we will be more than happy to go back and, you know, be there every single month um, because that was one of the things that, you know, kept our spirits up because even though we had to strip down because it's not a large venue or even a traditional venue at that, they still believed in local music enough that, we were able to, you know, perform there every single month, sometimes more than once a month. Um, and they loved us a lot. We were, I think, the longest surviving group since they started uh, their music, I guess, program or, or, or series. And we are very grateful for them. And I hope that if, you know, when this is all over, we can go back and resume as normal. It's, uh, it's a testament to, to the relationship you've built with them and the, and the music and the vibe that you, you create in those shows, for sure. Absolutely. You, uh, you do have a, schedule, a, a tentatively scheduled show on the 23rd of January in Menominee, if I understand correctly. What, mm -hmm. uh, uh, what's that looking like? Is, it, is that going to take place? And how are you managing around the COVID and all of that? Well, you know, it's... It's so difficult to, you know, be an artist right now during a pandemic because there are, you know, places like the Twin Cities that shut down all of, you know, large in-person gatherings such as shows in, in the Twin Cities. And then there are other smaller towns that, you know, don't necessarily see a threat like a larger community would. And although this 
pandemic is very serious and we take it very serious. Um, we really want this album to get done and we really want to be able to afford that album and having been used like the one in Menominee, Wisconsin that, you know, wants us there, wants to keep their business open. They have gone through all the precautions that they needed to go through in order for us to play. We have gone through all the precautions and this is our our first and only in-person gig that we've done since quarantining and, and since the, you know, shutdown started and since the mm-hmm. pandemic, you know, started in March. It's been enough time and we've done enough, you know, uh, we as, uh, you know, country, we have kind of learned how to live with this virus and we have also learned how to combat this virus as best as we can. So um, with all of us wearing our PPE, with everybody making sure that we keep a safe distance from one another and um, and by also just not denying the virus, not denying that, you know, this is not something that we should be concerned about, but being extra, extra careful about. I don't want this virus. Nobody in my band wants this virus. My boys don't want this virus. I don't want to bring this virus back home to my fiance. I know, um, my guitarist Matt, his his dad is immunocompromised, so we are taking all the precautions that we can as well as the venue. And I'm I am looking forward to this show a lot because it is going to be um, uh, something that we haven't had the chance to do in a very long time. It'll be probably a year since we have you know played in person, and that actually that's not true. We actually had uh, a couple of shows that were that were socially distanced and streamed. So the audience was outside the, and the band was inside and we, it was, it was actually kind of weird. Um, <laughs> the audience was outside, we were inside and they were watching us perform inside while they were outside from, I guess wow. their phones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's obviously not something that, you know, would work anymore because of, you know, need of in-person performances, mm-hmm. but we are taking every precaution that we possibly can against COVID um, in Wisconsin. We actually um, had to reschedule due to the numbers rising in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be done in December, um, but was moved to January. And, you know, the, the venue owners wanted to, like, make sure that everything was going by the book and that nobody was going to be in danger. So they, you know, insisted that we reschedule. So safety is our main concern. It sounds, sounds like they're doing everything they can. And obviously uh, based on what you said, you're doing everything you can to, to be safe. So it sounds like it should be a, a pretty, uh, pretty comfortable environment. Yeah, I have, I have mastered to sing with a mask on. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you mentioned you mentioned those uh, those shows, those live stream shows that you did, um, and you know, there a couple of them. At least one of them was a was a benefit. Yeah. Uh, and supporting the community seems to be sort of part of your DNA. Um, you launched the Black Rock Matters show in 2019, which looked like it was going to go ahead again in 2020. Um, but I'm curious to know what community means to you and and how you see your contributions as a band. You know, especially given everything that's been going on. Um, here in the Twin Cities and, yeah. and, and worldwide, really. Totally. Well, um, 
I I moved here with no family, with no friends, um, all alone. I was that, you know, weirdo kid that knew that my hometown in Georgia wasn't the place for me and I knew I could go out somewhere and really thrive. And um, although that is something that I definitely encourage anybody who is, you know, feeling that way, especially somebody young, nobody really teaches you how to grow up that fast, especially when I moved here, I was only 18. I thought I was an adult. I thought I knew everything. And um, if, if it wasn't for the community here that, you know, saw what I was doing and they said, yeah, I'm on board with that. Uh, and if I'm on board with what you're doing, you should take a look at what I'm doing and, and let's get on board with each other. And as much as they support me and I support them, and that goes for most of everybody that I've, that I've been able to work with, venues, other artists, other bands, um, photographers, uh, videographers, like there's such a community of artists in the Twin Cities that really look out for each other and that really take each other seriously and and they especially respect each other um, and they understand that this is not just a hobby, this is a job. Um, I really try to make sure that my involvement with the community is, you know, paid forward because it was done to me and I, I I want continued support just as much as other people want continued support. And when you have a community of people supporting each other, it just, you know, makes the entire community strong and it allows others on the outside to see what, you know, our community is doing for each other. And that's why I really want, uh, you know, this to be all over for us to get back mm -hmm. to the same dynamics that we had before and, and get that community reinstated. It hasn't gone anywhere as, you know, seen with music in Minnesota and um, and all the other amazing organizations that that want to continue working with musicians and artists and venues uh, this community strong and we have each other's backs and we don't want anybody to vanish or or lose faith or hope or anything that's why I think it's super important that we all support our community as best as we can and that uh, brings us a full circle back to the show coming up on January 18th. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious, I don't want you to give away any super secret stuff, but I'm really anxious to know what you have planned uh, for the show. Oh, well, nothing is ever planned. Um, <laughs> um, I honestly am still worried about uh, what outfit I'm going to be wearing because I do make all the things that I wear for the most part. Wow. And I don't know exactly what I want us to wear for this. And um, based on the songs that we're going to choose as well, it's all up in the air. We definitely never plan what happens. Uh, there, I, I remember a time we were playing at, at Cadence Coffee and Records, and I don't remember how this happened, but I ended up upside down. Um, on my head singing, and and even wow. and even my band turned around. I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And I, 
I gave them the look of like, I don't know how I ended up here, but what's we kinda, happening right now? <laughs> I don't know. We just kind of get in a trance and we just play from the heart and, and, and next thing you know, um, I'm upside down or, or, you know, something. So we'll see. Nothing is ever planned. We'll see. Well, it sounds uh, sounds exciting, and I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to the to the show. Um, Tom, the uh, you mentioned that there are twelve events. When's the first one happening? Uh, we're going to be you know January eleventh uh, is when the the mandate expires, so uh, we'll be starting to get into to venues then. Um, to do some recordings. So, you know, we the hope is obviously with 12 of these that each one of these is like a small ember to a, a larger fire. And when we release these and people start kind of hearing all of these stories that, that they can rekindle some of their love for live music. And, and if, if that can pull us through to spring to when there's, a, you know, outdoor shows and um, that's, that's our goal. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll be starting to, to do these early January, like I said, uh, after the 11th. And, uh, so far right now we have them going all the way until early February where, uh, we are recording these. So it's, it's going to be a very busy, uh, couple months in uh, 2021 for us. Indeed. And, and tell me again, uh, where people can go to learn more about the series. Yeah, uh, head to www.musicinminnesota.com. Um, there's uh, already two articles up there of just kind of showcasing what some of the artists are, are uh, actually all of the artists that are performing and the venues that they're going to be at. Um, and then, like I said, uh, just keep your eyes glued and, and we'll obviously uh, promote it once we get the first one up. And uh, it'll be one per week until spring. And, and Tim, where do we send people to learn more about Tim as a rocker? Well, there is timasarocker.com. That's spelled T-I-M-I-S-A-R-O-C-K-E-R. Four words. It's all mixed together in one word. Tim is a rocker. It's not Timmy Rockstar. It's not, you know, Timisa Rocker. I've heard them all. Um, <laughs> Tim is a rocker. All one word. Um, that's timasarocker.com. We're found on all social media at Tim is a rocker, all music streaming platforms at Tim is a rocker. Fantastic. Well, gentlemen, this has been a really fun conversation, and I cannot wait uh, to see you live. This will be my very first Tim is a Rocker show, and, uh, and I couldn't, couldn't be more excited about it. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with me today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jason.